Alright, hello, welcome to Football Quarrel, my dear friend, Yash is here, he's one person I can call dear friend and he won't comment on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry for the, sorry on behalf of Tej, I guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> and Azim, he could be a dear friend depending on his reaction to this. What's up Azim? <laughs> okay, what, what, what qualifies uh, for me to become a dear friend? How should I be responding to hello Azim? Uh, you not publicly telling me when did we become dear friends? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I think I think that's manageable. Fine, fair enough. All right, and we may have Baru joining us, but we never know. So yes, uh, guys, finally, yes. How happy are you that there is no football? Like <laughs> there is just no football. We have one day to not watch football, and life seems normal. I'm pretty happy. I mean, I I've had. Uh... I was pretty much on the football fatigue sort of phenomena because the last international break was a long time ago and uh, watching matches in midweek and uh, the weekend as well was a bit, uh, was a bit difficult, I guess. Yeah, there's matches every day. There's like no respite. I, it, it just became too much to bear at one point. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, that's what I mean. I, I just thought that I would never get enough of football. But yeah, <laughs> you have I just, just realized this as well. Yeah. So, Azim, are you also happy there's no football? Uh, no, huh? I don't share the same dread as you people do. I am a hogger as far as football is concerned. So, no amount of football is too much. So, I'll see, just keep watching football as long as I can watch or as long as there is football to watch. But yeah, there is none. But I'm looking forward to the weekend because of Formula 1 restarting again. So... That's starting yeah, this weekend in, in yes, Bahrain. Yes, Bahrain, yes. Uh, right. They scheduled uh, it well to not uh, start <laughs> yeah. along with international break rather than proper <laughs> Good yeah. programming. No one's going to watch uh, Wales versus Ireland, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A uh, few things have happened. Let's not really talk about the games which went by. But let's talk about the Champions League draw and the Europa League draw and Euro 21 a little. So, yes. Champions League draw, may where are the games? Here we go. So, Manchester City played Dortmund in the quarterfinal, uh-huh. right? And yeah. if they win that quarterfinal, they are going to play the winner of Bayern versus Paris. Right. So, how did this draw come about when three of the strongest teams somehow end up <laughs> just playing against each other before even the final? So, this is, this is quite likely to happen and it happens every once in a while. Like, Two, three seasons in a row, you'll always have that joker team in the semi-finals. But uh, that, this is what draws are meant to do, right? Otherwise, you can just have seedings according to coefficients and play the matches like that anyway. So, anyway this, will, this is a fun draw, right? I mean, I uh, look, Dortmund's jersey kind of resembles a banana skin and this could be that proverbial banana skin for Man City. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Yash wish the same thing. <laughs> is, Pep going to is Pep going to overthink this so much and start making like basic errors? And yeah, I mean, he, dude, he, in a couple of games, he practiced that back five for some reason. <laughs> randomly see Nathan Ake play against them, which would be crazy given how well City are playing. Yeah, or it could be that he was so scared that Nathan Ake was playing that he thought he needed extra protection. So he played no, for the yeah. defenders. Pep. Pep has a habit of overthinking it and that has backfired. Like, honestly speaking, even the United game very recently, 
Now, United were not given as much of a chance, but they still came out clear winners and honestly speaking, a deserved winners in that particular game as well. But the if you will see the team selection, the formation and how City played on that particular day, I don't think they were spot on. So, he has this pep. He overthinks stuff, tries to change a few things here and there and sometimes goof it up, goofs it up. Let's hope. Is it the pressure getting to him? Because no no one really cares if he wins the Premier League. All of us will say he has to come on. You're spending like $8 billion every year on defenders alone. (laughs) You have to win this, right? Yeah, if you put it that way, yeah, he has to win it. But (laughs) it's not as as straightforward and he does make it straightforward. So, credit to Pep as far as the league is concerned. I hope he does not emulate the same form in the Champions League. Yes, the problem with Dortmund is they're fifth in Bundesliga. They're not really playing well. They have a caretaker coach. The new coach is going to join only in the summer. And on the weekend, Halan basically like got angry and walked away after another draw. Right? Threw a t-shirt, right? I think Halan threw a t-shirt at some defender and walked off because yeah. of a draw against Cole. Yes, 2-2 draw. So, yeah. against all this backdrop, do you still think they can do it? You know, yeah, crazy things have happened in football. Uh, and maybe this sort of attitude might fire uh, Halon to do something crazy. And, and what a way it would be to pronounce, to announce himself on the world stage, right? What? He's not yet announced. Hasn't he already announced himself? No, but he hasn't, like, I don't know. He hasn't had that one big uh, victory against one of the big boys, right? I mean… Uh, I mean, yeah, he might have done that in yeah. the league against Bayern and all, but that's fine. But Champions League this is the biggest stage. and Didn't win that game either. Uh, he did score twice, but didn't win that no, game fair either. Enough. Right? I'm saying that they'll play Dortmund twice or three, thrice every season. So, that won't be anything uh, anything uh, out of the world. Okay. Guys, then the other quarterfinal, whom the winner of City versus Dortmund, they're going to play the winner of Bayern versus Paris. So, Neymar is my favourite footballer in the world. And my second favourite footballer is Lewandowski. Right? And I saw this just go through in the… Happened in last year's final. And so Lewandowski is a big Champions League. So, like, I'm going to support PSG. Is that how you guys also see this match? Chalo, yeah, Lewandowski has won this. <laughs> now it's Neymar's turn. <laughs> That's a pretty interesting way of seeing that I, you like went all the way around to who your favorite player is, then who your second favorite player is. That's what. I, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing. This is Neymar and Lewandowski. It's the repeat of last final. So hey, you could have just you could have just started with that, right? Neymar versus yeah. Lewandowski, my favorite players in the yeah. left on the Champions League. Which is true. I have a Lewandowski jersey and all the Polish fans in Russia were looking at me like, who is this brown supporter? <laughs> we all just look white here. <laughs> Dude, it was so intimidating. I was the only guy wearing his Polish jersey and walking in between those white people. It was crazy. <laughs> but is, is, is Paris going to take revenge? Azim? I, I feel, I feel Paris do have a chance. Okay. I don't, I, I don't see Bayern uh, I, I I don't know honestly speaking. My heart feels that I I'd like I'd like PSG to go through because Chelsea are still in the tournament and I think it's easier to beat PSG than to beat Bayern if Ooh. that if if Ooh. that ever comes if that ever comes along 
and uh, it's it's high time somebody stopped the bayern juggernaut okay they've been winning everything they've been scoring for fun they've been annihilating teams in the league the somebody has to put a stop to this okay so i think psg are a good candidate they can do it i don't trust city to do it so if bayern need to be stopped, if bayern need to be stopped i think it will have to be done by psg but oh my god it's pochettino there And yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's where we come in, right? Watch, watch is very really, easy. I really, I really don't know. It's a quarterfinals, right? Watch has a famous quarterfinals victory that is best achievement ever. So against City, against City, yeah. So, but he, I, he I, reached I, the Champions League final, right? Uh, he reached the final. The most famous moment was the handball VAR in quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, how how do we get ourselves to support PSG with Poch as manager? <laughs> I mean, you just have to look at who's playing on the field, right? They have superstars like Neymar, Mbappe. If you go through the entire lineup, probably they might not have you know strong players in every position like Bayern do. But uh, these two are insane. They're global stars, and if they play to their strengths, then I I, I think over one eighty minutes they can outscore uh, Bayern. Yeah, but the only saving grace is that Poch never plays to individual strength because he believes in the collective for team or whatever. <laughs> so they are so screwed. May, maybe get maybe get the other nine to play that game and leave leave these two alone to do what they want. So yes, I I think I think Yashi is right on this one. You cannot read. You cannot beat Bayern. You cannot beat Bayern by playing like Bayern. Okay, I think it will boil down to individual brilliance and uh, these guys have it in plenty. I think. He, Even Icardi or Di Maria can produce a moment of genius from here and there. So I feel it will boil down to that. If PSG can defend, PSG need to defend well, and probably they will get their chance. And they need to score. What is the uh, archaic concepts of defending? Let's go five three and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody can beat Bayern that way. At least I feel okay. You have to have a game plan. You cannot go okay. Fine, you score one, I'll score two. When you score two, I'll score three. Against Bayern, that becomes a difficult prospect because of the because of what Yash just mentioned. They have world class players on every position. Now that's going up against a supremely uh, what's a talented team. That too in very good nick right now. So it's gonna be a tough prospect. Let's hope PSG can do something okay. and make this tie worth watching. Okay, and before uh, before I get to Azim on the next one, yes, this photo guys, man, they seem scary. Really? <laughs> yeah, everyone is saying it's so easy for Chelsea that I have a feeling they take Mark Henge. No, I, I, it won't be a walk in the park, but I mean, come on, they're playing the Portuguese league. All their best players get picked up every season. Yeah. So they will be I, trying that. That this is their audition. What what yeah. George Mendes has put a price tag on everyone, <laughs> so they'll all do extra well. <laughs> no, but I I, I think uh, <laughs> given how how well defensively Chelsea has set up, and given that it's basically a one eighty minute game, I I think the Chelsea will stop Porto from scoring even a single goal in this tie. You don't believe in this law of averages that Chelsea is at some point has to lose. Yeah, yeah, they they will lose in like the FA Cup and in the league, maybe a couple of games and all. I I think this tie they'll go through. I this this I don't think this is very difficult. Arjun, Azim, Jorginho penalty in both the legs to take Chelsea through. I don't mind the penalties, okay, and I don't mind Jorginho taking them either because Jorginho is scoring them lately. So uh, as long as and Jorginho is playing well, I cannot uh, see anything against Jorginho <laughs> at the moment because Twitter is making him play well. 
as long as long as any player plays well for the team i support i cannot be critical of him right if he does not play he plays like if he plays like shit for like 8 years <laughs> but then he play he used to play like shit okay now even arsenal people know about it okay <laughs> i was i was right from 8 years ago so that's what i'm trying to tell if you play like shit i'll be critical over of you but then jorginho has really turned a corner and he's been playing really well and we are set up very well to be very honest uh, kante kovacic and jorginho have played the double pivot very well and have adapted to tuchel system to perfection let's hope we can go a little ahead in the tournament and see what happens from there yes and talking about a little ahead in the tournament if chelsea beat porto as yash and azim think it's so easy to do they're going to play one of the two teams we all of us hate equally <laughs> right <laughs> So Real Madrid <laughs> playing Liverpool. God, man, why? <laughs> this is why. I've already seen so articles. The last this, time this, Liverpool this. won the Champions League, they did not finish first <laughs> or something. Oh. Who did not finish first? I don't know. Last time, what? In 2005, and Liverpool won Champions League, they did not finish. Yeah, Liverpool. yeah, they're coming up. Yeah, with yeah. A, with a lot of coincidences, like the final being in Istanbul. Correct. And I don't know. And uh, something to do with. Uh, the uh, beating some t- uh, some Portuguese team in the quarterfinals as well, oh, and all of that was also there. No, they beat uh, Portugal German team, I guess. Uh, they beat Leipzig, right? In the in, quarterfi- in the quarterfinals, yes, in the quarterfinals, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like that was also there as far as the coincident was concerned. Yes, who are you supporting? If you are like four, put a gun to your head and watch this game, who would you support? <laughs> who Liverpool Real? Huh. No, Real obviously. Uh, because because <laughs> Azim's answer is completely different. He hates La Liga and he would love for Premier League teams to beat any La Liga team, beat Granada also. So he's going to support Liverpool. But see, I I know where Yash comes from. Okay, I I think any other see the other two teams left in the Champions League. There's three English teams. Out of the two of them, one's a derby rival and one's a rival historic rival. I don't know. Probably we can call that probably the two most successful English clubs in. in history of english football so i can understand where he comes from where i come from is i don't have rivals okay so my rivals are other leagues what do you mean don't have <laughs> rivals what do you mean don't have rivals they cheated from a ghost goal in 2004 so rivalry was established 18 years ago oh please see, uh, honestly speaking uh, chelsea don't have as we are we are we are a pretty young club no. and we don't have that kind of historic rivalry like these people do so we cannot hate uh like see i i i probably might not like the manchester city team winning because i don't like pep but that doesn't mean i hate manchester city like a like a united fan because they're derby rivals at the end of the day these people have ba- battled it out for the premier league title for 20 and 19 times that's th- that's 39 premier league titles between them so they have that history Um, you yes. yes like intellectualized your <laughs> hatred for liverpool historic <laughs> <laughs> this guy is like the ultimate football heritage guy <laughs> right yeah, oh god it's just so sad that mourinho <laughs> sitting in the studio commenting on it <laughs> <laughs> this guy sports might do that they might get mourinho okay <laughs> you need to come and comment for this yeah, if he's in a job he is definitely not going to do that all right <laughs> quickly guys Europa League, yes, come on, stop like beating around the bush. It's United to lose. <laughs> yeah, probably United are, I would say, one of the favorites to win the trophy. And United are certainly, I mean, I would say United are have a very good chance, especially because uh, United got knocked out in the FA Cup on the weekend, and 
given that solshare is horrible at managing multiple competitions that's one competition less but uh, ojs doesn't have a good record in cup competitions so what makes you feel in, that in the semi final uh, no oh this is i cup competitions cup competitions they've gone out in uh, uh, what they they went out in the fa cup in quarter finals right now they yeah. did not need to reach the semis so he's not had a good record with cup competitions so what what makes you what makes you feel that united are favorites because their squad so, is the strongest dude oh yeah united have won that competition in recent past i mean relatively recent past 2017 Yeah, I mean, and I apart from that, I mean, come on, you look at look at the there are eight teams. Look at the players that United have and the players that other teams have. I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't want to uh, unnecessarily brag or put pressure on the team or anything, but ideally, United should win this competition. I think we can safely say yes that you talking on this podcast is not putting pressure on Marcus Rashford <laughs> to go and score goals. <laughs> So you never know, man. I mean, on Twitter, if we put if we put, if we put pressure on the pub goers of three wise monkeys, <laughs> by by any chance did by any chance did yes go on a on a podcast before the FA Cup quarter final? Because I think they were under a, under tremendous pressure in that no, quarter final. No, but uh, especially you, Fred. But if Fred you listen to a lot of pressure. Yeah, no. But if you listen to last week's podcast, yes made a point saying that it's an international break. And Leicester is going to field a strong team, and it is going to be a good game. But Leicester has a good chance of winning, if I remember everything yes, said correct. Yeah, yeah. And it just turned out to be true. But what made United not field a strong team? They did field a strong team. I think they fielded yes, who they could, right? It was a change side, as if I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Have, you don't start Bruno Fernandes. See, but Bruno had to have some. See, he'll go. He'll go play for Portugal as well. Yeah. You need to give Bruno some rest at some point of time, right? So somebody had to step up, and Bruno did come in the second half. But you were still not able to make any difference. Matic was poor. Fred was poor. Backline, we we all know that no, there are times uh, when you Luke just. Luke Shaw has been one of the best players, and he rested him as well. Yeah, 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 but four or five of them, right? Didn't he? Rest? But then even Shaw, Shaw has had a lot of games. No, no, I'm, so I'm not just... disputing. I mean, the squad is there to be changed around, but probably this game shows us why Ole has not been making all those changes. He also did silly things, such as I mean, the second leg against uh, uh, was the Spanish team. They played in round of 32. Sociedad, yeah, yeah. Sociedad with a four-nil lead, he didn't uh, rest, rest anyone. anyone. Which is which is silly, and given like the games have been coming and coming and coming, I think uh, a saturation point was reached, and that's why I I don't know this game. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't put this simply down to Ole not knowing how to handle knockout games because Leicester is a pretty good team. Yes, but Leicester did not have Madison and Barnes, so even they were a little short. Hey, but that's not the point, right? Not the he, point. Yeah. He, my point is Leicester. In Leicester themselves are a pretty good team, and Solskjaer did rotate and. The, the players played badly. I don't. I don't think it being a, a knockout game had any really real impact on yeah. what went. Solskjaer should have rested people for the Sociedad game rather than this game. He obviously knew what was coming, right? So he could have just probably managed it better. Anyway, uh, the last thing we keep making fun of Arteta and Arsenal, but Arteta is also the second favorite to win the Europa League, and if he wins it, that will be three tournaments in 14 months. Well, the revolution, guys. We are in between the revolution here. We're living through the revolution. 
I really don't know how to define Arteta <laughs> and his career. He's he's probably it's the antithesis of uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? That you're that guy is good at cup games, and uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is good in the league. Where is the opposite as far as the other? If you are you saying the, the ideal Manchester United? Are you saying the ideal Manchester United manager is? Solskjaer plus Arteta revolving between cup games and league. I think that's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, I think uh, my, the ideal manager is someone who's rising between Arteta and Polygon and Solskjaer. Hey, but what, what's the what's the run that Arsenal have? Who are they playing now? They are playing in Slavia Praha. Slavia Praha, yeah. And if they win that, they're going to play the winner of Dynamo Zagreb and Villarreal. And Villarreal, guys, is managed by Unai. Unai. So... So let's paint a picture here. Yes, uh, Arsenal will play Unai in semi-final, beat the hell out of him to prove that they made the right decision, and then they are going to play United in the final and probably beat a lot, beat them as well, so that the fans can say our manager is better than Ole. And in 12 months, he has three trophies. And even if Arteta retires for in his life, he'll be a Europa League winner, he'll be a FA Cup winner, and also the Community Shield winner, which is a trophy. According to only two people in the world, which is Jose and Pep. <laughs> no one <laughs> considers it a trophy. <laughs> so, so like, come on, man. That man, someone has to start giving credit to that guy for pulling off all such miracles. Yeah. I really don't know what can I say about Arteta. Because Arteta does make a few silly calls as well. And he's had a string of certain results where he expected Arsenal to win. <laughs> they just, they just it up. So, I don't know where to put Arteta. And still somehow, Arsenal does not inspire confidence. Like against West Ham, they went 3-0 down. This particular. And they came back to do it, make it 3-all. Now, yeah. that's so poor. Two polar performances in two halves. Okay, one half they go 3-0 down and the other half they come back 3-all. Now, a team that needs to do well in the league needs to be consistent. I think that is where Arteta is lacking. Or probably oh, that yeah. is where Arteta can do yes. some work. Yes, I would like to remind you, this very friend of ours, Azim, a few months ago, when Chelsea drew, I think, West Brom or someone, right? <laughs> that was a 3-3. <laughs> so, he said, Lampard needs time. <laughs> There's nothing, I don't know where Lampard is. And all. He has no doubt about that. He said, this man needs time. It's the players who are... Yeah, but Lampard was always in the top half of the league, I think. <laughs> I don't think... Arte, is is Arte in the top half of the league? Yes, yes he is. is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, At the he moment, is. he is. There is not much. Arteta beats only teams, teams in the lower half of the table. No, but come on. Top half is... I, I, were Chelsea ever ninth? I, I think given his Chelsea... His Chelsea bias and results are not as bad as what Arsenal are going through. I, I think. Can... <laughs> yes, thank you so much for mailing me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have... Okay. Bolo, bolo, bolo. I have taken a lot of flack for the Lampard. Uh, what should I say? For siding with Lampard. 
the thing is uh, whatever i say and do i think chelsea it's every for everybody to see that chelsea made the right call in Dude, letting him go it is it is not about siding with lampard it's we all live with our biases and die right <laughs> so what we say <laughs> yeah, when, we what we say when it's about someone we like is very different than someone else is doing the same exact thing <laughs> oh no i don't think arteta arteta has done uh, as much as lampard has to be very honest and i still feel that right now i'm cutting okay, you fine. off okay <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i think that's a good time to take a break all right welcome back to football total the first half was all champions league and europa league draws second half we are trying to talk something about national teams and here we are we don't know much about national teams or their squads or anything but we will try to piece together something So I have some random questions in my mind. Yes, the first question is: I think a few years ago, everyone said all these foreigners are playing in the world's strongest league, like Premier League, and our own boys don't get any chance. Look at like we don't even have a good squad because of that. Right. But now suddenly there is a situation where Trent Alexander-Arnold can be dropped with the coach openly saying he is being in bad form. Right. Where so suddenly we have so many good English players. Yeah. No. I mean, when this. parochial attitude was coming through i think there were voices that said that uh, uh, the talents will shine through and this sort of this network effect and playing among the best will only benefit england and i think that is shining through right now i mean yeah. look at what squad depth england have apart from a couple of spots maybe goalkeeper and i uh, know they have good goal they have nick pope no no but they, they, still they are not the very top goalkeepers in the world but i think apart from that every position i think there are world class players maybe maybe center backs could there could be some improvement but uh, I, i think this also is a result of playing with some of the best talents in the world and the, the world's most expensive center is for england <laughs> that's england's weakest spot like manager otherwise england would have been one of the top 3 favorites going into the tournament yeah so so is center back the weakest link or is the manager the weakest manager oh. definitely the manager i just okay. said center back okay. yeah but i think southgate yeah we are in agreement we are in agreement on that one i even even i don't understand southgate with so, a plethora of talent at his disposal there are times when england can't score they are they look out of ideas there's no creativity when they have uh, god knows what more do you want he has uh, he any other coach would die for even probably having b team players from england and this guy has all of them available has a sweet dilemma of choosing who he wants to and still doesn't create doesn't score as many goals as they should be so there is one man, one other manager yes who has a great squad squad depth and he has no idea how to use them they struggled to score chances the only thing is they won the world cup in 2018 right <laughs> and that is, that is his calling card he's now like he he's like i don't i give two fucks about anything <laughs> now he's telling usmana dembele you need to step up <laughs> because mbappe griezmann pogba everyone is not enough for him so you know 
Yeah, I mean, France certainly has the, I guess, the too many cooks problem. No? <laughs> yeah, I think, and and now that they've won, they're all World Cup winners. They probably aren't that hungry. Oh yeah, I, I could. can't say that they have uh, a lot of young players in their squad. And another thing is, I find Pogba to be a completely different animal when he plays for France. So we we all know what Pogba is capable of. But when he plays, puts on that France jersey, he becomes a different kind of a player. He takes control, he takes charge of the midfield, runs hard, creates for the team, works hard for the team. All of that which I don't see in the red jersey as much as I would have wanted to or any United fan for that matter. Wait, that is so not true. And you know what opened my eyes? I saw a stat on Twitter. Someone put it, the number of games played for clubs and number of goals and assists his Juventus record and Manchester United record are identical. There is absolutely no change. No, but uh, that uh, he's uh, he's been patchy, right? He's had great form. Like when Solskjaer first came in, he had great three months where he was scoring goals, scoring right. headers. Similarly, he had a pretty good patch right uh, right now, like in December, Jan. Uh, that just went by. Uh, maybe what is coloring Azim's view is also that his injury record has been pretty bad for the last couple of years. So he has not seen him do much. Okay, uh, quickly. Yes, who's going to win the Euros? Ooh, I would say Belgium. Oh man, they are so good. Yeah, I love, but, I love and, and, but a bunch of players have retired, and this squad, uh, if they play around, uh, of course, Kevin De Bruyne, and if Lukaku keeps scoring, and the other players support them rather than you know, uh, like Michi Gatsu, right? Sir, Hazard is not playing or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, Hazard is not. I don't I, think I don't think Eden's going to be able to make it. Right. So, so if they if they make that strategy around uh, play, playing around giving the ball to Kevin De Bruyne and exploit that, then maybe this tournament is there. Will Lukaku give another no touch assist to Nasser Chadli? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that is such a great season. Yeah, Azim, who who do you think is going to win the Euro? I will go with the three lions. Come on, England. I you're like I abuse Southgate is not a good manager. Whatever. So I, <laughs> I, I, doesn't see. I, I you can abuse someone from your club like I did for Villian for eight years, right? <laughs> I still supported Chelsea. <laughs> but I think that's the it's the same thing as far as England's concerned. I may not like Southgate, but I really want England to win this one. Go Henderson. I think Germany is going to win, and Low will be given a good send off. Bro. German. Have you looked at the looked at the group that Germany? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> like one decent <laughs> game for Hungary, and they might even go out. Dude. <laughs> yeah, ah, they might. Which could be no. So that's why it's a yo-yo tournament. But you know, it's self of yoking. So let's see. Uh, okay, quickly, guys. Which players impressed you the most last week? Yes, starting with you. Yori Tillemans. Oh, hey. he's another Belgian player, by the way. I know, but the point is, was that all Tillemans doing or was it just United people running with Tillemans till he scored? No, that was just the goal, but throughout the game, he was quite impressive. He, he didn't let, uh, even from the defensive side of the game, he had an impressive game. Okay. Azim, who was your player of last week? Uh, I have two players of the week. One being uh, Alexander Lacazette, because of the way Lacazette played. Being 3-0 down and uh, still not uh, giving up, keeping his chin up, and scored a beautiful goal for the first one, which was given as a Dawson own goal, but that was all Lacazette. And uh, I think Lacazette for me last week was superb. And he's he's French, probably France. He has a good shout for the French national team. Well, 
And my other player is Leandro Trossard. Because he gave me 14 points in FPS. <laughs> and he was my captain. And he was my captain as well. Oh man, Leandro Trossard. What other games were there yeah, this weekend? Like Chelsea won the FA Cup. Uh, against yeah. Turkey. He won we the were, Tuchel was Tuchel was very angry. Yes. And just uh, for that reason, <clears throat> because he has been abused a lot even on our podcast, I think Kepa is my player of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and why is I think Kepa had one decent save to make, right? Two. I checked again the highlights while preparing for the podcast. <laughs> okay. There's two. He held, he held the ball twice. <laughs> so, let's okay, just... yeah. so, one decent save is still a legit statistic, I guess. Yeah, you didn't let that in. Come on, man. <laughs> what, you, are, you expected to be Superman or what? If McGoldrick, if McGoldrick would have been a striker, then that would have been in, <laughs> that would have been a goal. <laughs> Whatever. I think I'm going with Kepa as my player of the week. Uh, I think that should bring our podcast to the week to the end. Azim, thanks a lot for coming in. Always a pleasure, Saruya. So since your international football will start on the weekend, I guess you will not miss it much. No, I don't think I am uh, looking forward to the international games. I had a look and none of them interest me as much. So, probably the World Cup qualifiers can take a hike for oh, the time uh, being. I so, uh, Azim's game to look forward to on the weekend is the Bahrain Grand Prix. <laughs> oh, yes. I am looking forward to a very strong performance from McLaren. I have a, I have hopes from McLaren this season that they'll be closing the gap down to Mercedes and Red Bull. So, Let's uh, see. Let's hope. I'm supporting Red Bull because they gave a cart, golf cart to Jose. So, that's it. It's done deal. I'm supporting Red Bull this season. <laughs> and, yes, are you even going to watch anything on the weekend? I don't know. If, if the England game is at a decent time, I might watch to how, so as to see how badly the coach messes up the line. Or we can go to Flora Fountain. <laughs> <laughs> there, might be a one day, there might be a one day on the weekend, right? We are playing the same team for the last three months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been changing. They have been having the same team over and over again. We've been experimenting with a lot of youngsters. <laughs> I know. He's like some Karnataka pacer is bowling today. <laughs> 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 yes. Anyway, adios. Chicos and Paru Tutu from Ted and join Midport. Well. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye.